end of the chapter because it is one consistent theme, but I figured you wanted to go home before 1230. So it's going to be a two-part lesson, and we're going to do the first half this week and the second half uh, next week. I'm not a fan of doing two-part lessons, but there was just no way around it. Uh, this time went full-blown into going for the whole thing and I know when I get to page three in my notes that that's a full sermon and I'd only gotten this far and I thought, well, we better shut it down right there and say we're going to come back to this next week. So one big theme that we're going to be talking about is having the faith to follow. That carries uh, the rest of chapter eight, but we're only going to be able to make it through verse uh, 22 this morning. Now, it is really interesting to get a picture of what's been going on as Jesus has these huge crowds that are following him. In, in chapter 8 and verse 1, after cu- uh, finishing the Sermon on the Mount and coming down from the mountain, verse 1 says that there's a, a large crowd that is following Jesus. And verse 18 of chapter 8 makes the same observation that Jesus sees this large crowd coming to him. And what is so interesting is that Jesus' intent is not to see how big a crowd he can draw. In fact, every time you ever see big crowds coming to Jesus, Jesus does a lot of things to try to whittle the crowd down. He never turns around and goes, boy, this is great that we have so many people here. He will then do something or say something to see now who really wants to be a follower. Who is really going to be truly a disciple of his? And that's borne out in verse 18, a rather surprising statement when it says, Jesus sees these large crowds and he decides he's going to get in a boat and go to the other side of the sea. That doesn't make a lot of sense if you're all about the crowds. Here you've gathered this whole mass of people and you go, you know what, we need to leave them. (laughs) We're going to go to the other side of the sea. We're going to go a couple miles across the sea and end up on the other side. Clearly not intending to just try to wow people and generate a crowd. And we're going to notice why he chooses this moment to leave the crowd in just a moment. That's the setup of what's going on in these two events that happen. As Jesus now gives the command in in verse 18 to his disciples that we're going to go over to the other side. Verse 19, you read, a scribe came up to him. Okay. Now, who's a scribe? We don't have scribes today, and some translations will read teacher of the law. That, that kind of gets to it. A scribe was somebody who was considered not only extremely religious, but extremely knowledgeable in the law of Moses. If you were looking for someone to be a follower, this one would be a good one because his profession, his job is to know the law. He copies the law, he reads the law, he teaches the law. That is what he does. He is all about the law of Moses. He knows it inside and out. That's what you should have in mind when you read about scribes coming to Jesus. These are the people that know the scriptures. They are supposed to be the religious ones who know God. And so first picture we have here is a scribe who comes up to Jesus, and you'll notice what he says in verse 19, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. That sounds great. I mean, who could ask for anything more than that right there? Here is somebody who is a professional knower of the law, and he comes up to Jesus and says, You know what? Wherever you go, I'm going to follow you. 
Wherever you go, I'm going to be there. I am choosing to follow you. Now, I want you to notice Jesus' response in verse 20. Jesus says to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And you will notice that's the end of the discussion. That's it. That moves on to another person right after that. That's the sum total right there. I will follow you wherever you go. And I want you to notice that Jesus' response is not, that sounds great. I'm really glad you made that decision. Join my crew, jump in the boat, and let's go to the other side. That is fantastic. Well done. Now, what you always see Jesus doing is challenging the faith declarations that are made by people. He says, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus now wants to challenge that. And says, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. There's no praise for this scribe's declaration. No praise whatsoever. Rather, he warns him, following is uncomfortable. That's what he warns him. If you want to follow me, you are going to have an uncomfortable life. I want you to think about what Jesus is saying right here for a minute. If you've grown up in the pews, you've probably heard that phrase a lot. You know, foxes have holes and birds have nests. But I want you to think about that idea for a minute. The scriptures never come along and say something like, and then everybody went to Jesus' house. You'll never read it say, and then Jesus went home. Or after a long day, what Jesus did is he went to his own home, slept in his own bed, had a nice meal of his own making. You never read that. You never read him just going, you know what? This is going to be comfortable and relaxing and easy. Never is the statement. And he just got to rest and it was great in his own home. And he told all the people outside to come back in a week. I need a little vacation. He's always trying to reveal something about what it looks like to follow him. And he's telling them right here that if you're going to follow me, it's going to be uncomfortable. And he's telling that scribe that you are going to forfeit the comforts of life. I mean, think about what's happening right here. If you come with me, we have nowhere to sleep. Anybody signing up for that one? I want you to go ahead and follow me. So go ahead and leave what you've got at home. Leave everything that's comfortable for you. Leave what's easy. We're going to go to the other side of the sea. And we're not sleeping in a house. And we don't have pillows. We're just going to lay wherever. Now follow me. What an interesting thing. Just imagine hearing those words. You know, Jesus in our terms would be, everybody has a house but me. You want to follow me? (laughs) We're sleeping outside and we don't have a tent. You want to follow me? That's what he's challenging this scribe at this moment. Teacher, I'll go wherever you want to go. And Jesus' response is, are you sure? Are you really sure about that? Because following me is not easy. The calling that Jesus gives is not one of comfort. 
And this is an important start point when we think about following Jesus and having the faith to follow. Because there are many commands that Jesus says that are uncomfortable. There are many things that Jesus is going to ask you to do that are not easy. He is going to ask you to do things that goes against everything that screams inside of you. Whether it be comfortable or fleshly or your desire. Jesus is going to challenge that. I'm going to ask you to do things that your body is not going to want to do. I'm going to ask you to do things that may not make sense. I'm going to ask you to do things that are not easy. I'm going to ask you to do things that are not comfortable. Which, by the way, you can't help but note. Please consider how what Jesus said right here is completely the opposite of what most churches proclaim and how the Gospels typically proclaimed. Jesus did not stand up and go, that's great. It's going to be easy. You know, if you follow me, it's just going to be great. You're going to have stuff. You're going to have a great job. You're going to have a great family. It's going to be so great. You all just follow me. It's going to be so much better. No, what he always said was it's going to be so much harder. It's going to be difficult to follow me. It's not going to be easy to follow me. And it's going to challenge your comfort level. And I hope that we would consider that for a moment as you think about what's being put to this scribe. Would we follow if that was what was being asked of us? You know, I I don't know how to put that in today's terms. Jesus is going to go across Lake Okeechobee to the other side. And he says, I've got nowhere to stay over there on the other side. It's kind of desolate on the other side, on that west side there. So who wants to leave here? Leave our air conditioning, leave our cars, leave our houses, leave our stuff. And let's just go over there. And as long as we're with Jesus, it'll be great. That's what he just told that scribe. You really want to follow me? It's going to be uncomfortable. Might be some challenges. You're going to have to forfeit some things. And I hope that we would consider, would we be willing to lose it all to follow him? Would would we really be willing to lay all of those comforts down? To really just lay all those comforts down? Just go, that's okay. I'm willing to give it up. Would we still follow Jesus if we could not have a home? That's what he just told him. You're going to go over there. We're just going to be over there forever alone. You want to follow me? The animals are sleeping better than me. Want to follow me? It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to have all the conveniences you want. It's not going to be a life of ease. But rather, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be difficult. And it is interesting that the next person who comes up continues this picture of having the faith to follow. That here is this first challenge. If you want to follow me... You need to know that it's not going to be a following of ease. It's not going to be a following of comfort. It's not going to be what you think. And Jesus wants to take that picture and push it just a little bit more forward with this next individual. Notice in verse 21, another of the disciples, by the way, worth underlining, 
Notice not another one of some random guy. Disciple. Another of the disciples came to Jesus and said to him, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Now that has always been a rock in people's shoes, trying to figure out what just happened right there. That sounds harsh. That sounds unreasonable. That sounds ridiculous. How could he possibly tell this man to do something like this? It is important that we, I think we get a sense of what Jesus is, is doing here uh, at this moment to really get a sense of, of, of what's going on. First of all, I want you to notice we're get, now getting a sense of why Jesus is leaving this large crowd. Here he is given the command. We're going to go to the other side of the sea. And now two people have come up to him and said, we want to go with you. And what Jesus is doing is challenging and trying to see who is willing to make the sacrifice to do it. Rather than just staying there and setting up camp and going, great, we got everybody here. Let me just teach for hours and hours. No, he's going to make it challenging. He wants to make it hard. Do you really want to follow me? I'm going to go to the other side. And one guy says, that sounds great. And Jesus goes, well, do you understand that we, we don't have anything comfortable? It's not going to be ease. It's not going to be luxury. It's not going to be nice. It's going to be uncomfortable. Are you okay with that? And now you have another guy who comes up and goes, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. But, but he says, if you would just, you know, give me a minute, then I'll follow you. And I want you to notice that Jesus' startling answer is not what you would expect. Wouldn't you expect Jesus to say there in, in verse 22, yeah, no problem. You know, get back with me as soon as you can. As soon as you take care of those priorities, as soon as you take care of those, those things, I'll, I'll be right there. You, you know, here's my address where I think I'll be. You know, you can catch up with me. He doesn't do that. He says, no. Follow me. Let the dead bury the dead. A couple of things I think we need to observe that I think are obvious from the text with a little historical background. Number one, the Jews always immediately buried the dead. So it's important to note that it's not like what you have here with this man is that the father is already dead. And he just give me a few minutes and we'll take care of things and go. The Jews buried their dead immediately. You might remember that with Lazarus, by the time Jesus comes back from the other city, just around the corner, they've already buried Lazarus. He's already entombed and the stone, the stone's over the tomb. It's already in there. So it's not like that was something you waited around to do. Further, if the father was already dead, he wouldn't have been up on the mountain listening to Jesus, then coming down the mountain from him, and then over at the sea listening this whole time. That's not our, our scene that is before us at all. So I think that's important. But I think it is also important to consider that I don't think the person is saying, you know, my, my dad is 50, and when he dies in 35 years, I'll be happy to join you. I don't think that's what's going on with him either. I don't think we should take it to either side and go, well, he's already dead, and this is harsh. Nor, okay, well, all this time's going by. But I think it's something that's far more plain, is that his father's death is imminent. 
It's not going to be much longer. It's obvious that it's okay for him to be gone this day to be with Jesus. But he knows that he doesn't have the time granted to him to go all the way over to the other side of the sea and spend time over there for however many days or weeks that Jesus is going to be over there. And so he's saying, listen, I've got a situation at home. And so if you would just give me a little bit of time, I will be right there with you. Just give me a few days. Just give me a week, whatever it is that he has in his mind that he needs Just a short amount of time. It's not this indefinite, prolonged, who knows when. But just a few days. Just give me a little bit. And this is what Jesus is responding to. And what he's trying to do is try to show that following is immediate. That following must be immediate. That Jesus is simply trying to determine... Who's going to will be willing to leave it all and follow? And this man just wants a short delay. Just give me a few minutes. And I think it is so interesting that Jesus does not say, hey, no problem. I completely understand your family obligation. I think it's fascinating how Jesus just says your following needs to be immediate. Now, take a step back and consider Why is Jesus doing that? Why is Jesus unwilling to allow a delay? Why when this person says, you just got to give me a day or two or a week, and then I'll be right there with you. Why Jesus does not accept that. Why not just say, okay, be great to have you on board in just a few days. You ever thought about that? I mean, that's the way we would go. It's like, oh, that's a great answer. Great. We'll see you next week. That'd be fantastic. You'll be with us next week. Awesome. Jesus goes, no, I'm not going to accept that. Why not? I submit to you that Jesus is putting his finger on something that is so important and is such a common issue. And this is what it is. If you allow one thing to delay you from following Jesus, then you are going to allow all kinds of other delays to follow Jesus. If you're willing to put one thing in front and say, Once I get this one thing dealt with, then I'm good and I will follow. Guess what always happens? You will have another thing. You will have another delay. You will have another problem, another issue, another conflict, another schedule crisis. You will have something else that will come up. This is what I think is the heart of the matter of why Jesus is talking to this man and saying, listen, your following needs to be immediate because there are so many things in this life, in this world that compete for our attention that we allow to get in front of following Jesus so that we delay Jesus. And the trick that we play is this. I'm not denying Jesus. I'm not saying I won't follow. I'm just saying it'll be tomorrow. I have something today. There is something pressing right now. But tomorrow I'm in. Tomorrow I'll follow. 
Tomorrow I'll go wherever you want to go. But today has got some things. Today has some issues. But tomorrow I'll be fully committed. Tomorrow I'll do better. Tomorrow I'll be able to leave home and cross the sea. Tomorrow will be the day. And if you're honest, and if you've played that game, you know tomorrow doesn't come. Because something else always gets in the way. Because if you'll let one thing get in the way, then you'll let the next thing get in the way. And you'll soothe your conscience and say, yeah, I'm not denying him, but you just have no idea how complicated things are, how busy things are, how hard things are. How much is going on. But once all that settles, then I'm in. I believe that's what this man is saying. I've got this one thing that's pressing. That I, just give me a couple days. Just give me a minute. I'll deal with it. And then I'm in. And Jesus is challenging that thinking. If you'll let one thing get in front. Then you're going to let all kinds of things get in front. Think about how we do this. I'm going to read my Bible later because I'm really tired right now. Yeah, I know I need to, but man, it, I'm really tired. I just need to relax. I just need to, I just need to get on the couch and I'll, 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 I'll get to reading my Bible tomorrow. But man, it's just, you just have no idea. You know, my back hurts and I'm just kind of, Or, I'm going to pray later. But I want to watch some TV, you know. We all got to unwind. I, gotta, I need to check in on social media. You know, I've got to feed my sheep. I've got I to I do all that stuff, you know. I've got to play my games and relax, unwind, do my thing. Praying will always be there. I can pray later. It'll be there. But, you know, just right now, I just, I just, I need just a minute. I just need this other thing right here, right now. Uh, I want to participate in Bible studies, but I mean, you know, man, work has been rough right now. I mean, they're killing me on overtime. They are just crushing me. I mean, they've they put me on 60 hours right now. And I really want to get in the Word and be able to come to say and all that. But I mean, right now, there's just so much going on. And it's just an avalanche on me. And as soon as that all kind of just cleans up a little bit, we get past this project and all that, then I'll be able to... Then I'll be able to get engaged in all that. You know, oh, well, you know, I, I definitely want to be here tonight, but, you know, there's stuff at my house I've got to get fixed. You know, we need to have some family time. I don't have a lot of time right now. Next week's going to be better for me. But there's a lot that's pressing right now. If I can just get some things cleaned up today, it's going to be so much easier for me. Think about how many things that we do where we say, let me just delay it a little and I'll delay it a little because I've got something right now and friends we always have something right now that is unfortunately the, the terrible cycle of, of what happens is that something is always going to be the reason that will delay us think about I, I wrote this all down thinking about Think about how not only do we have all of these life circumstances that happen, but then they all take turns getting in the way. 
We go from right now I'm tired. It's just been rut today. I'm tired. And then the next day we're busy. And then I'm stuck at work. And then I have family obligations and then stuff at home breaks inevitably. Stuff at home breaks and I've got to take care of that. And then there's some chores I've got to get done. And it's been a hard week. I need to get a little bit extra sleep. Uh, but then I need a minute to just relax and breathe because it's been so much. And I need some time to myself. And then I need a chance just to get away. And I've got these life responsibilities that I need to just kind of get a handle on. And then, my goodness, i got to take the kids everywhere, all of their activities. And they're driving me crazy. i got to run all over the county, taking them to all of these things, activities hobbies, sports, and there's always the next thing I need to do. And then after you've done that, the list starts over. And then you go, ah, oh, now I'm tired. And now I'm busy. And now, the, and it, it just keeps going. If you allow a delay, you will always have a delay. And that's what Jesus is doing with this man. If you're going to let that be the delay, then you're going to let something else be the delay. That's the essence of the point is you cannot allow one thing to delay you from following because if you allow one delay, something else will happen. I guarantee it. Something else will come up and it'll be too hard, too long, too difficult, too tiring, too stressful, too crazy, too much. It'll, it will. You've lived life long enough to know tomorrow's going to be just like today and it's not going to be convenient. And it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be comfortable. And life's not getting any easier. Life is not getting cleaned up tomorrow. It's just not. I've lived around long enough to realize it just doesn't get any better. It's not going to, the schedule's not calming down. It's just not. The wheel's just spinning faster. You know, ham, hamster in the wheel, that's us. You know, just, it's just going to be something else we're running after. Something else we've got to do. I don't think Jesus is being mean when he tells this man, you follow me and let the dead bury the dead. He's being honest. He's just being honest. If you're going to allow a delay, if you're going to try to wait till tomorrow, then you're not going to follow me. Because, friends, there is never going to be a more convenient time. There's not going to be a more convenient time for you to be praying. You're always going to be busy. You're always going to be thinking of things to do. You're always going to be tired. You're always going to be running. There's not going to be a more convenient time to get in God's word for yourself. It's not going to, you're going to be tired. You're going to be busy. Things are going to happen. Life's going to be upside down. It's going to be nuts. There's not going to be a more convenient time for Bible studies, for worship, for Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday. There's, it's just not. This is the point that Jesus is trying to make. It's never going to be more convenient. It's never going to be comfortable. And the whole point of what these two are doing right here is just getting across to these two people. It's not comfortable to follow Jesus. To be a true disciple, it's not comfortable. We are going to be challenged. In fact, this is a huge point that I think Jesus is making. Your life priorities will be challenged. Your life priorities are going to be challenged. And everybody we're going to read through our study of Matthew as we go through it this year, and it's probably going into next year too. It'll be a two-year theme. Everybody's going to be challenged. 
Will you really follow me? Or are you going to say it and delay it? Say you're in, but delay the action. Say you're going to do better, but you're going to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be the better day. Tomorrow's going to be different. Let me take care of this right here. Let me deal with this schedule. Let me deal with this chaos. Let me deal with this situation and family and work and all the things. And they all just avalanche on us. So that we keep delaying and keep delaying. And I want you to think about if, if we are looking for a time to follow Jesus when it's comfortable and when it's easy, that day is never going to happen. That day will not happen. And I submit to you that God intends it that way. Back to verse 18. Large crowds are following Jesus. And Jesus says, let me make it easier for you. I'll set up camp right here and we'll talk this all out. Large crowds are following Jesus and Jesus goes, I'm going to make it harder. I'm going to go to the other side. Will you go too? I'm not going to make it convenient. I'm going to challenge your faith to see if you really want to follow or not. I'm not going to be comfortable with you just saying, yes, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus spins back on that and goes, really? I'm going to challenge you right now. Let's see. Foxes have holes and I don't have a bed. You want to come? I'll follow you wherever you go. Just give me next week. I'll be there next week. Jesus goes, don't bother then. Don't fool yourself. If you're delaying for tomorrow, you might as well not bother. That's how Jesus answers back to those. Friends, I think it is so important that having the faith to follow says we are going to overcome those uncomfortable moments. You know that moment. You know the moment when your mind says, okay, I need to worship, pray. Read, study, serve, do, do God's things. And your flesh goes, tired. Oh. Flesh goes, oh, I haven't had a break. Wouldn't it be nice just to sit down for a minute? Wouldn't it be nice just... You're going to have that moment every single time. The faith to follow pushes through those uncomfortable moments. Pushes through when the flesh says... Just delay it. The faith to follow says, even though this goes against what my body, my flesh wants, I'm going to do it anyway. Even though everything within me is screaming, ah, tomorrow will be fine. Don't give in. The faith to follow does not delay. Friends, the faith to follow says that even though there is so much in my life that I need to do, the most important thing is Jesus and the other things can wait. When it comes to Jesus, life can wait. We reverse that. When it comes to life, Jesus can wait. That's what we do. Life, hey Lord, life, life's in the way. 
And here's Jesus, and here's a guy going life in the way. And Jesus goes, yeah, you going to follow me? When it comes to Jesus, life can wait. Friends, when it comes to Jesus, our comfort can wait. Our money can wait. Our work can wait. Our sleep can wait. Our phones can wait. Our relaxation can wait. Our family can wait. It can all wait for Jesus. In fact, I want to underscore something. If we do not understand this, we will miss it all. Jesus doesn't wait. That's what's happening right here. I'm not going to wait. I'm not waiting around for you. I'm not waiting until you think it's comfortable and convenient and good. I'm not going to wait. And friends, let me just say it this way as we wrap it up. If you want Jesus to wait, you're not following him. Wasn't room on the screen. Just as important. You're telling Jesus to follow you. Right? Aren't you? You're telling Jesus to follow you. I've got stuff. He can wait. If you're telling him to wait, you're telling him to follow you. Jesus doesn't wait. Jesus wants your life. He wants your heart. He wants your mind. He wants your whole being. This is what a disciple does. He's trying to help us see if we are truly followers or just superficial followers. I find it fascinating that it says there in verse 21, one, uh, and it says another of the disciples. We've got, we've got disciples. We have disciples. But are they superficial? Or do they really have the faith to follow? Following Jesus requires reorienting our lives. And it's easy. It is, friends, it is easy to say that we are disciples. But Jesus says it's not easy to be a disciple. Don't delay. Don't wait for a convenient time. Don't wait for when it's comfortable. Let it be immediate. Reorient your life. And follow him with all your heart. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the powerful teaching of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would forgive us for the times that we have had the mind that we see of these two disciples who had the words to follow and seemed ready to follow, but were unwilling to give it all up to follow. Forgive us, Lord, when we have put comfort and ease ahead of you. Forgive us when we have asked you to wait while we take care of life. Forgive us, Lord, for the times we've told you to wait while we do other things of this world that we want to do. Forgive us when we have decided that we would prioritize the things of this world over you and what you've called us to do. And Lord, I pray that you would give us strength in this very hour to no longer delay and to stop looking for comfortable, convenient times. But that you would give us the faith to follow no matter the challenge, no matter the hardship, no matter the inconvenience, no matter what life does to us, Lord, give us that strength. Lord, we desire that devotion. We desire that godliness. We, we seek that. 
Give us the zeal to follow you through anything. Give us the zeal to be willing to lay all comforts down, to lay our possessions down, to lay everything down, to follow you. Lord, help us in that. And forgive us for how many times we become distracted. Oh, Lord, how many times we've asked you to wait. Lord, we know we follow you. You do not follow us. And so I pray, Lord, that you would give us the strength to reorient our priorities, change our lives and change our schedules so that we can truly say that we are followers of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, the rest of the sermon is verses 22 through 34, but uh, there you go, right? So much more to say. We'll recap it next week. Hold it all in your mind. I hope you'll mull this idea of over what Jesus does here because Matthew's not going to take us to two great miracles that are going to challenge our faith even more if we're willing to follow him the way Jesus wants, wants you to. If you're ready to no longer delay, we are here to help you. We absolutely want to give you an invitation to put him first in your life, to follow him faithfully, to turn away from sin, to make him your one and only in your life. No longer delay in doing that. And we're here to help you. You can talk to me or Dan afterward. You can talk to others around you. All of us, this is a challenge that we undergo every day. Every day we have to get up and say, we're going to put God number one and not allow the cares and the concerns of the world to interfere with our following of him. We want to encourage you in that help you in that. So let us know if we can help you in that, or you can come forward now while we stand and while we sing.